<laughs> Welcome to Better You, a care podcast where we discuss topics such as health and biohacking, spirituality and mindfulness, lessons and growth on business and life. Overall, a podcast on self betterment that will uplift and grow with you. Put together by L and J sisters. sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. In this podcast, we'll be diving into some unconventional discussions to learn more on the mystical natures and esoteric concepts on awakening of the third eye. This uh, speculative topic is, is of interest to us because it's uncovering information on what it means about this invisible eye we all possess. And throughout even history, it has been very significant as a structural power and the importance of it throughout ancient culture was very present. And even though these cultures were not uh, you know, interconnected by even physically uh, on the same continent, they still held the same belief and that this third eye is connected to clarity concentration, imagination, intuition, and so much more. Wow, that's amazing. You know I love this topic. So um, I love that we're diving into the third eye and what has been uncovered in many historical cultures. As we actually know what some people might know as third eye is in biology exists too. It's uh, essentially what is called the pineal gland. The pineal gland is a small endocrine gland in the brain of most vertebrates. The pineal gland produces melatonin, a serotonin-derived hormone which modulates sleep patterns in both circadian and seasonal cycles. It also um, modulates our happiness, our happiness levels, and how we feel about ourselves because serotonin is also is involved in um, a lot of neurotransmitter, uh, like happiness hormone. But we're going to focus on the melatonin aspect of um, the pineal gland, which is important as this is what controls our circadian rhythms and reproductive hormones. Yeah, actually, you're absolutely right. And you mentioned it before about this pineal gland, how it has a master or, of like our regular times. It it could it. Uh, has a lot of concepts and it not only affects like our sleep patterns but also our sex drive our hunger and even our biological clock that determines our whole aging process exactly the pineal gland works in harmony with all of the things you stated as an integral part of our function unlike most of the mammalian brain the pineal gland is not isolated from the body by the blood brain barrier which means it has a lot of blood flow second to uh, the kidney, making this very interesting topic to dive deeper into. Also, it's important to note, because as we said previously, the main pineal gland is to perceive the state of the light-dark cycle that is produced by the melatonin, as this type of environment conveys information to our brain in order to produce and secrete the hormone melatonin, which can only be produced during the dark periods of the day. 
Oh, wow. Now it makes sense as to why so many people are able to awaken their third eye because of like this chakra of ours, this pineal gland, when we usually were in a deep trance-like meditation, we're able to experience the so-called third eye awakening as this is when it becomes activated and all those hormonal productions are working. So when it's broken down like this in a biological way, this topic doesn't sound too unconventional and rather more intuitive. And I really dig it as to why in ancient cultures, it was like very important to protect and exercise this third eye we have. Exactly. The significance of the third eye is so interesting as it appears throughout the Ayurvedic philosophy. Many people that may have seen the symbolism behind the eye of the Horus that represented by the Egyptian. Sorry, like, I don't know. Is it Horus, Horus? Like I like, um, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, the symbol mirrors the placement of the pineal gland in the profile of the human head. So it was believed that by the developing the third eye, it's the doorway to all things psychic. So all things that we love, like telepathy, clairvoyance, lucid dreaming, and astral projection. The illusion of separation between self and spirit dissolves when the third eye connection is cultivated. So in a metaphysical way, uh, this is being connected to the third eye is being awake within the dream that walks between realities and surpass the limitation of humanity. Oh my gosh, I love this. And it kind of makes sense when you start hearing all these metaphysical notions that happen, as you stated earlier regarding the pineal gland. I'm sure if you could keep it like healthy with the right intentions and exercises, you can slowly start to awaken this third eye that we all have. I found here uh, actually some exercises for whoever wants to, to do it. Uh, if you're interested in this phenomena, uh, check it out. One of them is to exercise your intuition as this is the main focus and function of your third eye. So by having like natural silence, you start hearing this wisdom that's speaking to you. And this third eye sounds more like a whisper so strengthen the, like strengthen that energy of that first chakra and your throat chakra. Both are useful, are um, anchors to unlock this energy in your third eye. And it's in a powerful and balanced way. Also for the audience, there are seven major chakras, if anyone's interested. It is crown, third eye, throat, heart, solar plexus, sacral root. And for the, those of us who are more on the evidence side of things and love's anatomy, in an anatomical uh, sense, these are where our nerve plexuses are located. So in terms of language, Western medicine and Eastern uh, is always different, right? So I'm a yoga teacher by nature, but I also learned the anatomy of things. Um, it has a completely different name, but they do correspond when you look into it. So if anyone wants to hear more on these chakras and their powerful ability, let us know and we can dive deeper. Exactly. It's so important, like what we're made of as these seven chakras will guide you towards the third eye awakening. So definitely check that out. And in order to carry on with the exercises to open your third eye, it's also really great to like dream and work on your dream interpretations, lucid dreaming, like I'm a huge dreamer. Like every time I wake up, I have insane dreams. So it's best to always like write them down, uh, visualize them in your guided meditation, silent meditations. Let your imaginations just like let, be loose. Like enjoy this craft of brain that you have. You have so many different like 
nerves as 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 you said and uh all these hormones releasing so you just like focus that into your third eye let that flow into you and let it guide you through your spirit guides uh you know contemplate even discovering more of your like psychic abilities because it's very true i believe we all can have it if we're in tune to it if you're comfortable with that stuff and discover more of your inner depth but also remember this phenomenon is super real and it can have its own dark matter so lolly like if you have uh, anything to explain about that uh, let let us know yes like anything anything new comes with warning signs right so you anything that is good can also be dangerous that is one of the rules in life so the side effects and dangers of opening your third eye exists. And I've heard stories. I'll go into it later. Um, although you probably know that the third eye is associated with wisdom and intuition, and it's definitely true, but you may not be aware of the side effects that can come with opening your third eye. For example, it can induce uncomfortable physical sensations. Similar to it can make you make it hard for you to regulate your own behavior and it can lead to confusing experiences during your sleep. Essentially, this is when you also have to control your most darkest shadows and look them right in the eye. But you have to be ready for it. So we'll suggest a range of techniques that will help you ensure that your third eye is a source of empowerment rather than fear. Oh, I like this a lot. And I know you're the science kid you have the science background but actually it's so interesting that you say that because I know maybe this doesn't tie with uh your pineal gland and your uh third eye but spiritually and but whenever I do lay on my uh on my neck like on my back I literally have the most intense vivid dreams and like insane nightmares and like uh, like do you have anything to talk about that about vivid dreams and nightmares and yes so your third eye is located in the middle of your brain. So it's in the hypothalamus, right? As we were talking about pineal gland. In terms of vivid dreams and nightmares, if your third eye opens at a time that you don't expect it to and you're ill-equipped to manage it, your sleep can be severely disrupted. Oh, Okay, well, I guess then it's best advice to keep a journal. I heard uh, when I started like really uncovering these, like I had like literally dreams of like inception with an inception with an inception. If you watch that movie, like I have insane dreams and I need to start writing them down. But it's anyways, uh, also what helps is meditating before going to bed that can, you know, counteract this possible side effects of third eye experience, encouraging your mind to like enter into calm and balanced state that facilitates less erratic input from the third eye. So, yeah. Yeah. So the, another side effect, uh, it's good and bad is the scary, accurate intuition. And I think this is why, why a lot of people want to open their third eye because they want to have that psychic ability, that warning sign, um, before they do something but what you do want to be cautious of is that when your third eye first opens intuition may feel like more of a burden than a gift because you don't automatically decipher what those intuitions means means they are more like messages rather than 
clear communication lines. You have to sort of understand it. You may become so good at predicting what will happen in your life or uh, how others behave that you feel truly unnerved by it and find it daunting rather than useful. Because let's say for me personally, my third eye started opening when I started treating patients. And it was just sheer number of people that would come in and empathy um, helped me, I guess, clear out all the other sounds. And I felt like I could feel other people's anxieties or things that were sort of happening in the world. And it was um, it was a scary thing because I didn't know which one, which one of those predictions or energies were mine and which ones belonged to other people. So you're carrying the burden of the world essentially until you sort of understand what it means. Um, so in time, though, you become used to the improved accuracy of your own gut feelings. So you get really good at understanding what these feelings mean. The lesson here is not to try and repress your gut feelings. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. Instead of reducing their frequency, pushing them away to make them come back with a greater level of intensity. So we know that. So what we want to suggest is that um, just be aware of your dreams as we talked about. So to deal with the scarily accurate predictions involved in opening your third eye, Try to remind yourself that these intuitions will help you make good choices. Try to understand them. And, and while it can seem bizarre at first, it's also key to a happier, more focused, informed future. Oh, wow. That's actually so interesting. And you literally just sparked a thought inside of me when you talked about your empathy and your third eye awakening with compassion. Um, during 2020, as we've all seen, everyone experienced some crazy catastrophic events and all of our intuitions, like if you really think about it, have kind of predicted it too. And with all these like the tragic events were happening back to back to back. And it was, it was such an emotional level that I too myself felt it. I don't know if, uh, you know, uh, anyone else, but I actually did too get like sick and I felt something like intuitively. I was not, I was uh, abroad and I felt just mentally, spiritually and physically so sick. I had to return back to my hometown and right then that's when everything came down. So you're absolutely right. And this is such a great way to also realize that, you know, uh, you have to listen to your intuition and be careful, but you can also you know, go into astral projection, it's called to when mm -hmm. you astral project part of your body leaves and your and it travels elsewhere, like a lot of people may experience that. And it, this typically happens in bed at night. So if you're confused by this like spiritual, uh, powerful eye, that's like that opens inside of you and, and it's an unpredictable, just remember to breathe. This anxiety is not yours that like sometimes these astral projections that just arise, you could always snap back, just meditate through it. And to view this experience of astral projections, it signals that your intuitive faculties are like sharpening and you're becoming more and more in tune with the universe. So once this type of experience becomes normal, you may find it pleasurable or even profound. Mm -hmm. So in terms of astral projection, I think I'm not as in tune um intuitively <laughs> intuitively as you are because I remember you coming back and you just felt the world like 
ending almost like uh you had this like profound um feeling like out of body experience i would say and i've just known you long enough that like anybody else might be like might not take you seriously but uh i've just known you long enough that i knew that it wasn't up to something good um but whereas for me i'm not i'm not very intuitive i'm just develop developing my intuition um I like watch YouTube videos trying to like astral project and actually funnily enough, um, I've had one experience where um, I did one of those guided YouTube meditations where uh, you try to astrally project and I could feel like my soul leaving my body so I could see the room, the surrounding room. And it felt like my body was moving out so fast. I got so scared. So I was like, take me back. Take me back to my body. So I came right back. So um, I clearly wasn't ready for that <laughs> behavior. Yeah. Um, so uh, other than that, essentially, uh, when, when we talk about astral projection and opening chakras and side effects, well, the reason we talk about side effects isn't because we are trying to get people not to use it. The reason we're talking about this is we want people to open their, awaken their third eye. But chakras and working with chakras and different things can open in a crazy way where it leads to psychosis or it leads to different things. I'm a yoga teacher um, by profession first, right? So before I became a chiropractor, I was a yoga teacher. So we talked about um, different chakras, chakra opening a lot during my yoga teacher training. And there were, I've heard stories of people opening chakras that weren't ready to open. I believe they need to be open in order of, um, so I, I probably am not the per best person to talk about it because I haven't really worked with it, but you have to be more aware of that stuff. The intuition of third eye awakening we're talking about is just getting really in tune with what the world is telling us. So silencing the outside sounds and focusing on what our gut feelings are trying to tell us. So um, just so it doesn't lead to a chaotic behavior because as feeling frightened can trigger things. So you might notice you start to behave in inconsistent ways. This is a similar to any major change that can lead to erotic behavior. So you want to time to adjust to the opening of your third eye and time to figure out what this newly sharpened intuition means or wants you to behave for. So be patient with, your, with yourself. Don't expect yourself to immediately know exactly how to manage this new skill, essentially as well as simply wait it out, wait the adjustment period. It can be helpful to exercise a little more restraint in this time than usual. In other words, question the urges you feel before simply acting on them. Plus, quickly check that you can stand by your behavior before you choose to put it into practice. Meanwhile, let those that are close to you, uh, that you're on this growth journey and an adjustment period so they can offer their support and compassion. And a lot of us are in our own spiritual journey, so they might have stories for you. Yeah, wow. Thank you so much for that. Exactly. And 
So just dig deep within you and take these exercises lightly and just be cautious. And you said some amazing things. So that's uh, that wraps up our episode, I think. So thank you and have a great night. Perfect.